minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
JM and the AM. Shall sell us off their volume number five, Thursday morning broadcast. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday on this October the 22nd, day nine in the month of Mar Cheshvan. The year is 5776. That's right, the brand new year of Tufshanai and Vav. Happy anniversary, Stacy Siegel. 26 years ago today, we got married on the 9th of Mar Cheshvan. How do you like that? And a big thank you to the very, very, very few people who remember our Hebrew anniversary. Thank God there's a lot, there is a large number that remember our, uh, our anniversary on the secular or regular calendar. But I want to acknowledge those that, uh, are makbid for good reason to remember it on the Hebrew calendar. Anyway, 56 degrees outside with partly cloudy weather and a high temperature of uh, 77. Yeah, pretty warm out there today, thank goodness. Tomorrow won't be as warm. It'll seem more uh, autumn-like than today. Uh, before Shalshelis, you heard Prok done by Shlomo Katz. Eighth day with Play Your Music. Pischuli, that's Shamayim. Azi Vizimras Ka, the Diaspora Yeshiva Band. David Gabe, brand new with Odcha. Yehuda Katz, a great classic. Biladayich and Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday with partly cloudy weather and a high of 77. Clouds tonight, low 51. Tomorrow, sunny, a high only. 61 degrees. Right now we're at uh, 87 in Yerushalayim, 56 here in Jersey City as we wake up on a Thursday morning at JMNAM. Reminder, great day on our stream all day long at jmnam.org and on the NSN app is a great day for everybody out there to enjoy fantastic programming, including our brand new format for the 9 o'clock hour on Thursdays, which will feature um, Charlie Harari between 9 and 9.30 a tighter and more comprehensive format for the uh, boardroom. And then Michael Fragan is back with uh, amazing analysis and discussion about the world of politics, especially as we uh, get heated up for the 2016 political season. Uh, he'll be uh, joined by wonderful guests starting at 9.30 this morning uh, before uh, Allison Josephs takes over with Jew in the City Speaks and then Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. So you've got four amazing hosts dominating two hours on Thursday morning right here at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. And um, I will speak to everybody during the live lunch later today. Well, there's uh, more activity. The um, the enemy continues to rear its ugly head in the Holy Land. A man has been stabbed in, uh, in Beit Shemesh. Two terrorists shot by police. Yeah, I don't even know why they refer to... Uh, an 18, maybe I'm just getting old, but that they refer to an 18 year old as a man. Um, I would say more as a, a kid or boy in this case. But anyway, a young ultra orthodox man stabbed outside of a Chemish synagogue by two Palestinians in an apparent terror attack Thursday morning. Attackers quickly shot by police. The 18 year old victim whose name has not been released is in mild to moderate condition with stab wounds to his upper body and being treated at Hadassah Hospital in Israel. You could, uh, you could only imagine what our brothers and sisters in Israel are going through uh, as they uh, take to the streets to start what would what would normally be expected to be a normal day. And um, this wave of terror continues. Uh, later, we'll speak with Dove Hyken, by the way. He was in Israel. He has a uh, an, a unique um, a unique and amazing uh, reaction to episodes like this. 
He goes and shows solidarity immediately with our brothers and sisters. Call a kavod to him. We'll speak to him in the 8 o'clock hour. By the way, we made contact with Rai Baruch Chait. He's going to join us in the 7 o'clock hour. I'm very excited. Rai Baruch Chait is going to join us in the 7 o'clock hour. And we'll speak about his brand new song. Um, which is, uh, which he and his sons have released in honor of the Shabbos project and the big weekend. Gives me amazing nachas watching our sports editor-in-chief, Elliot Weiselberg, prepare for today's Yeshiva League Sports Preview segment. Um, he, and before him, Isaac Benishai, have taken this role very, very seriously as sports editor at JM and the AM and host of Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, which gives everyone a chance, now that we have this network, a chance to really expound and spend even more time on the sports stories that we only get a few minutes to speak about here on JM and the AM, mostly on Tuesdays. That's usually our report, Tuesdays at 7.20. Today, Elliot's going to join me in the 7 o'clock hour, and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about hockey and basketball and all the different things that are going to be happening in the Yeshiva League. If you're a coach or player or parent or faculty member or principal, you want to make sure to stay tuned in because Elliot's going to uh, give us some insight into what we can expect this season. And we are excited because we're back now in October. And October often, especially in baseball season, congratulations New York Mets uh, and all the New York Mets fans, October usually means, oh, it's October, end of the season, especially for us baseball traditionalists. For us, it's the beginning. For us, it starts in October and it goes all the way to March, April with all these uh, wonderful uh, contests of camaraderie that take place between schools in the Yeshiva League and basketball, hockey, and many other sports as well. Obviously, we don't get to all of them, but we try to at least feature the ones that seem to get the most attention. So Elliot Weiselberg, our editor-in-chief of the uh, Nahum Siegel Network Sports Department, will be here. About a half hour from now, we'll commence with some uh, analysis and discussion and uh, have some fun with that, so make sure you're tuned in right here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning broadcast. Let's continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org and the NSN app. And we are one week away from the art site of the great Rip Shlomo Kalbach. <laughs>
רגע, רגע, חבר'ה. מדוע אתם שותקים? מדוע אתם שותקים, רבותיי? מה אתם מחכים?
CD entitled Lave Avos, volume number two, Rabavram Willig and his sons. 
And it features Rabbi Mordechai Willig and his sons as well. How do you like that? That song is called Sedek. It opens up the brand new CD, which I just got yesterday. And I want to thank the Willig family for making sure I get it. Leivavos from volume number two here at JM in the AM. Before that, Benny Friedman had both Imen Anili Mili and Kol Haneshama. And, of course, Shlomo Kalbach, Uvoa Ovdim. We uh, have his Yardside special one week from today. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Elliot Weiselberg and the uh, preview of the Yeshiva League season coming up. That's right, our sports editor-in-chief, Elliot Weiselberg, is coming up in this half hour. We will talk sports here at JM in the AM, a little preview of what to expect during the 5776 Yeshiva League season. That is coming up. Right, Baruch Chait's going to join us, the brand-new song for the Shabbos Project, and plenty more between now and 9 a.m., plus all day long on the stream at jmtheam.org and on the NSN app where you can comment as the show goes on. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday next to JMN. Galei Tzal, Shah Stein, Khan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imashakore Achshav. Mission Piguat Kira Bechevron, Emif Gaim, Katavenu in Baltamir. Palestinian Gia Samukli Shkunatel Romeda Bechevron, Isalid Kor Hayal Tzal, Shamad Bamakom, Achayal Bitsayeri Bavir, Vechashud Nimlat, Ishlonif Ga. של אחד החיילים תוך שהוא צועק אני דאעש עד שנורא על ידי החיילים ועל ידי מאבטח פרטי אחר שהיה לא רחוק מהמקום גם כעת ממשיכה המשטרה בחקירת נסיבות האירוע מוקדם יותר היום מצח הודיע שתחקור את החיילים היורים שהשתייכו לכוח אבטחת האוטובוסים בירושלים שר התחבורה ישראל קץ אמר נחקור את האירוע אבל חשוב שהלוחמים ימשיכו לתגבר את האבטחה מה שהיה בירושלים זה עדיין מתוחקר אני יזמתי באישור הקבינט הצבת מאבטחים בתחבורה הציבורית בירושלים ובינתיים צה"ל הסכים חודש אחד עד שהמאבטחים האזרחיים יגיעו לתגבר בחיילים. המאבטחים הם דבר נחוץ ביותר כדי להשרות שקט. מה שקרה ייבדק לעומק. השר לביטחון הפנים גלעד ארדן פנה לשר האוצר כחלון ושר הרווחה כץ בבקשה שיכירו בתפקיד המאבטח כעבודה מועדפת. ארדן אמר, ההכרה תסייע בגיוס כוח אדם איכותי שישתלב בענף האבטחה ויגביר את תחושת הביטחון. בשוודיה, אדם חמוש בחרב החל לדקור תלמידים בבית ספר. אחד נהרג וארבעה נפצעו, כתבת חדשות החוץ עופרי אשל. כשמסכה מכסה את פניו, נכנס אדם האוחז בחרב לבית ספר במערב שוודיה. הוא פגע בחמישה אנשים, ומאוחר יותר נקבע מותו של אחד מהם. התוקף נורה על ידי כוחות הביטחון שהוזעקו למקום, ועדיין לא ידוע הרקע לתקיפה. 
בספרד מדווחים שכדורגלן העבר האגדי יוהאן קרויף חולה בסרטן הריאות. כתבנו תאו וייס. יוהאן קרויף, שחקן העבר של ברצלונה ונבחרת הולנד, ואביו של המנהל המקצועי של מכבי תל אביב, ג'ורדי קרויף, חולה בסרטן ריאות. כך מדווחים כלי התקשורת בספרד. קרויף בן 68 עבר בשנת 91 ניתוח מעקפים בעקבות התמכרותו לסיגריות, ולאחריו נגמל מעישון. מזג האוויר בסוף השבוע חם מהרגיל עד שרבי. ולסיום, בצל המצב הביטחוני, גם תלמידי התיכון בקריית מוצקין מסייעים באבטחת העיר. כתבנו קובי מנדל. למעלה מ-60 תלמידי אורט קריית מוצקין נרשמו לקחת חלק בתורנויות במוקד העירוני במסגרת פרויקט המעורבות האישית. התלמידים עברו השבוע הכשרה בתחומי אבטחה ושמירה. פעילותם בהתנדבות נועדה להגביר את תחושת הביטחון בקרב תושבי קריית מוצקין לנוכח המציאות הביטחונית. בעיריית קריית מוצקין הביעו קורת רוח רבה משיעור המתנדבים בקרב התיכוניסטים בקריה. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר. To the best soldiers in the world.
with Yaakov Shweki and his Misha Berach for Chayalei Tzahal, the amazing soldiers of the Israeli army. Someone sent me this morning a uh, an account of, a personal account, 
of somebody who was in Beit Shemesh this morning during the time of the stabbing of the 18-year-old. They were literally uh, inside shul as they heard pandemonium break out toward the main exit of the shul. A lot of people recommend that I'll mention these things on the air, but I think in addition to uh, encouraging people to travel to Israel and showing solidarity and emphasizing solidarity missions, etc., we also have an obligation to remind everybody what our brothers and sisters are going through on a daily basis. 13 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's Thursday morning here at JMDM with 56 degrees, partly cloudy weather and a high temperature of 77. Uh, Rabbi Baruch Chait is coming up later this hour. We've uh, we've finally been able to uh, reach him and uh, and arrange to uh, speak about the brand new Shabbos Project song, which we'll talk about. Eight o'clock hour, Dove Hikins, who was recently in Israel, he'll join us, New York State Assemblyman. Lots going on, including Elliot Weiselberg, who's here. Elliot Weiselberg is the amazing sports editor for the Nachum Siegel Network and JM in the AM. We get an opportunity each Tuesday morning to do a couple of minutes on Yeshiva League sports throughout the entire season, including this upcoming 5776 season. Uh, and then on uh, Sundays, Elliot and his team get a chance to expound a bit on what's been happening in Yeshiva League sports with what we call Court Report. Um, Sundays at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network. You could hear it again Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And obviously with the archive and podcasting and everything else, you could hear it whenever you want, which is what a lot of people do. Elliot Weiselberg, Editor-in-Chief of the JM and the AM Sports Department. Welcome back to JM and the AM. Uh, good morning, Achim. Thank you. Is it October already? Oh, the, the leaves are falling. And, and that means we're getting started. Uh, yeah, and so and the ball is dropping and being tipped off. So the Shiva League season has officially started. The um, And I assume you're a Met fan, right? Uh, no, I'm a Yankee fan. Oh, are you a Yankee fan? I'm a Yankee I didn't fan. realize that. I, I'm not a Met hater. I am. I am very much in solidarity with New York. Yeah, usually you uh, Kings County people are National Leaguers. So I, uh, I come from a family of uh, of Yankee fans. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, congratulations to the Mets. Congratulations have, to the Mets. We have to Great start job. with that, don't we? Oh yeah, you know. Uh, Everybody was posting yesterday because yesterday was Back to the Future Day. Right. How how uh, the Cubs uh, yeah, you know, the Cubs win, win Cubs win, but then the Mets uh, the Mets reversed it, and now uh, now they're on to the World Series. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, when when the Mets are presented with the National League Championship trophy, is uh, the representative from Crown Trophy there to uh, present it? Is that how it works? I, I, I have to ask Mike next time I'm in the <laughs> office how uh, how many times he uh, he gets calls from the uh, from Major League Baseball to create that amazing trophy. Well, that's it's what I want to know. His. That's what I want to know because if it is a high quality trophy, and again, you just alluded to the fact that it is. If it oh, yeah. looks nice and it's solid, I would assume. It comes from Crown Trophy and uh, our friend Mike Feller. That's well, what I would guess. I, would, I stopped by the office this week and Mike was not there, so I'm guessing he was out hard at work. <laughs> Busy with the MLB. Yeah, definitely. So congratulations to the Mets. Hold that Crown Trophy high. Mm-hmm. And uh, good luck in the World Series. And, um, and, and by the way, if anybody does in the Yeshiva League or otherwise hold a trophy up high, chances are it is from Crown Trophy. Because I remind you, Mr. Weiselberg, who comes in here once a year with a six-foot-tall trophy for the tournament name for your father. You know that trophy, right? Oh, uh, I'm, that I'm is, sure. That is an outrageous... I am the only person taller than that trophy. <laughs> I, I have scrape marks on my ceiling from when I have to <laughs> exactly. just lift it off the ground to get out of my but house. But I do remind you that this is an even more prominent trophy that came from Crown, and that is the Nahum Siegel Network bowling, bowling chip, trophy. The bowling tournament trophy. And you, being sports editor, should remember who won the bowling tournament. Oh, no. oh. Do you remember or not? Do you remember who won the bowling tournament or not? Unfortunately, I do not. I was not. 
not at the event. NSN Bowling Tournament Champion Yoshua Siegel. What do you think of that? Uh, following in the footsteps of, of the Grandmasters. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> I'm not that good at bowling. But anyway, uh, that trophy is proudly displayed at his room and, of course, from Crown Trophy. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, here we are. Season is getting started. Uh, you've told me already that there have been some there have been some hockey games. We know, right? Yep, there have been four, five, five. Any six basketball games. yet? Yeah, one basketball game last night. Oh, the official tip off. Oh yeah. Who and was that between? It was between. It was actually a rematch of the 2014 JV Championship Ooh. game uh, with uh, DRS and Flatbush, Ooh, two of the favorites like for this year. So Start was, the season with a rivalry. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a very heated contest. Very and nice. DRS went up ten and. Uh, Flat, uh, sorry, Flatbush went up ten. DRS babbled back to uh, to take the game by four points. Hmm. So uh, uh, interesting season up ahead. If the, if last night's game is any indication, well, tell us your preview. What, what can you tell us about the upcoming season? Well, in all in all the major sports leagues, I say major sports leagues, and and in the in the major sports areas, hockey and basketball. Yeah, we don't like to insult anybody. We know everybody wants volleyball reports, and they want baseball reports, and they want. Uh, I'm trying to think what other sports there are in the Yeshiva League. Tennis, soccer. Uh, tennis reports. Soccer reports, I know, but th- this is, we we usually we tend to drift toward the sports that gets the most attention. Out I, I must say, I have no problems reporting it. Right. The thing is, I need to get the information. That's so, coaches, right. please do me a favor for both the Yeshiva League sports update and the court report. If you want me to talk about it, please let me know about it so I can I can mention it on the air. I am not going to. I will not discriminate. Right. I, and we don't know if we'll get to it every week, but it'll get. But it'll, it'll get, get there. It'll get its airtime. Correct. I'll make sure of it. Definitely. All right. What do you want to tell us first, hockey or basketball? Uh, let's start out with hockey, just because okay. there have been more games in hockey so far. So, um, for those of you that will listen this Sunday to the court report, we're going to be having. And will we have an update Tuesday morning also? There this will also be. Yes. Great. This, this Tuesday morning will right. be the inaugural right. JM in the AM sports update. Tenth anniversary of us yeah, covering sports. Shout out to Isaac Benishai. Absolutely. Isaac and I were were sitting down. Uh, we're, we were both at the the Ramaz TABC game the other night, just reminiscing about uh, all the time that it, that that has been put into this and how long it's really been since he and I met up since uh, YLS right. Radio and then the obviously starting out here with the uh, oh you were at the big TABC victory you say on Tuesday yes the big TABC victory season opener five <laughs> three victory uh, for uh, for the storm over Ramaz very close game throughout uh, one one someone told me Yair Noller had two goals in that game uh, no he I believe he had I think Was he had one? one goal I think Daniel Levy had two Noller uh, Yair Noller had one Shua Naor had one and Zach Rothenberg had one mm. for for TABC I'll double check before yeah, you can uh, double check the stats before it goes on the air and uh, by the end of the segment I'll have him with a hat trick don't worry oh well <laughs> I think by the end of the segment he can get it for himself <laughs> very very talented oh they got some great talent on that team easily 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 amongst the it can go either way with them and Hafter, but easily the two of them, the in terms of varsity hockey, the uh, the most star-studded rosters that are out there. Um, so the, those two, TABC and Hafter, TABC from the West, Hafter from the East, they're the two favorites for the upcoming season. There are a couple of other competitors that are literally, literally just behind them. Rambam, uh, the the JV finalist for the last two years, now up in the varsity, the varsity league. Flappish and DRS, DRS. The runners-up for the last two years, uh, always in the mix. Out west, Frisch and SAR are always uh, uh, in the mix as well. And 
this year will be no different. And we'll cover that this Sunday night in my interview with TABC head coach Mo Fuchs when we break down the varsity hockey and JV hockey seasons. Nice. That's 7 o'clock this coming Sunday. 7 o'clock this coming Sunday. On our network. Can't wait. Season 3. Can That's like the real big hockey preview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this is, forget the NHL, this is right. what really matters. This is the real one, huh? Oh, yeah. So, season 3, I can't believe we're up to the third season already. Thank God. Leaps and bounds. Keep going, court report. I appreciate it. I, I love it. it. Thank you, Crown Trophy. Yeah, oh, thank you very much to the sponsors, Crown Trophy. We, we keep mentioning that, but we can't, yeah. we cannot say enough about what they do for, I'm telling you. for not, the not just League. us, but what they do in general for the Yeshiva League and the so Yeshiva many Sports Jewish League. camps Absolutely. out there Absolutely. and summer camps in general. And I cannot tell you, like I say, every you time, how many Crown Trophies there are in my house? <laughs> uh, every time I come in here, I always, I always think of another story that I hear from Mike when I'm in, when I'm in the store. There's always another. Another memory or another, another, like I said, another story that he said that just, it just makes me laugh just a little. Going in there is like a trip down memory lane. He knows everybody <laughs> and has a story about everybody. Very important part of the Yeshiva League. Right. In JV hockey, let's move down to yeah. JV hockey. Um, they opened the season last night with an Eastern doubleheader. There are now three divisions in JV hockey instead of the two from last year. Listen. Yes, we've heard about this. Uh-huh. And three uh, divisions instead of two. There's been some talk over the a, summer about it's this. It's a little controversial. And if you listen on Sunday night, if you listen this coming Sunday night, Mo and I actually actually break it down a bit. We may spend more time on it uh, next week, assuming that that it doesn't fit in fully with our schedules right. coming Sunday night. But we, we talked about it extensively there. It, it was a little, it's a little controversial for those of you that are, are familiar with the teams that are in the division. Well, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Yeah. Oh, because, because it, it was done for logistical. It had to be right, done. Right. It had to be done it for had, logistical I, reasons. Absolutely. We, we're not criticizing anything. Oh, no. Nobody is criticizing. Right. Just the setups being what they are. Right. Has caused some a little bit of talk, right? But it's there's nothing that could have been done other than what was Correct. done. And I will give that good way clue. of putting it. Very good way of putting it. So the East opened opened up last night with Hank Rombaum and DRS North Shore. Hank defeating Rombaum six two, DRS defeating North Shore six one. Hmm. Uh, the two other divisions uh, will start over the next couple of days. We're pretty much done with hockey for the week. The only right. thing we have is a basketball game tonight. Moving over to varsity basketball, uh, NJV basketball will have a doubleheader, JEC at Ramaz, mm. uh, 7.30 and 9 p.m. tonight. In varsity basketball, uh, same, uh, like I said, like I said for last night, same game as we had in the 2014 JV championship two years ago, DRS and Flatbush. And it really showed signs that the two of them are going to be at or near the top last year. Obviously, you have to mention defending champs, Hafter. And you also have to remember uh, the uh, the two, I believe they were two undefeated. Well, no, one of them was not undefeated because they faced each other the last game of the season. TABC and SAR out west are easily, easily top competitors. Uh, sorry, Frisch and, Frisch and SAR and TABC right behind them in the, in the mix. So you have a very wide open field. And it's going to be very interesting as we go through the season to see where, where, uh, which teams start falling off and which teams really make that push. Elliot Weiselberg is here, our sports editor in chief. A uh, little bit of a hockey and basketball preview as the Yeshiva League is starting to finally get into uh, real motion here during the five seven seven six season. Uh, by the way, next year is going to be quite a challenge. Can't uh, start the season until Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to figure out. That late. I, I've 
this year we've I've spent time trying to figure out what it would be like to set up a practice schedule for next yeah, year and when easy. you would start games. There's really September is, is dead. Well, September is a real month. October oh, is the one that's dead. dead. Yeah. October's dead. Sorry, that's gonna be interesting. But anyway, let's stick with this year for a second. Without naming names, without naming any school names, okay? How I many, always get myself in trouble correct. when you say that. Without naming any school names, how many varsity hockey teams, men's varsity hockey teams, are in their locker room today expecting to be in the championship game? How many would you say are confident enough that they have the talent? And, and I know you're going to say all the teams, but come on. You know me too well already. Uh, exactly. But but, it, but in, in reality, I'm only asking you for a number, so I don't like anybody can criticize you. Uh, how many would you say are really sincerely expecting that it will be a total disappointment if they are not in that championship Well, game? thankfully you've asked me for a number and not right. names, so every school can consider themselves among the number. Correct. Um, I'm Is gonna... it more than three? That are sitting in the locker room today saying we really are expect to be in that championship I'd game. I'd say there are two favorites. Right. But as we've seen in the last five years, you know, when in 2011, I believe, you had right. MTA as a sixth seed coming and winning the championship. Right. Last year, DRS was not a top two seed, and they made the championship. So, in reality, there are two favorites, but if you look at the teams, there are... Seven, maybe eight, that could easily lay claim to an upset and make the championship. But only two that would be devastated if they didn't go. Well, with the rosters that TABC and Hafter have, you can't mention names. I already, I already said that before. So I'm not, I'm not. It's not earth shattering. I already mentioned with with the rosters that TABC and Hafter have. If one or neither of them made the championship game, you'd have to assume there'd be some disappointment. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> uh much wider open put pressure on anybody. Much wider open in varsity basketball? Uh yes. Uh only because there's just there's just so much it's just so condensed. Um the the talent I mean you could name seven teams that could, could already, be in that championship I, game. As you alluded I, to I, earlier. I named seven before already, right. and that's and that's not including that's not including other teams that right. are in the some that long are still shots, in the race. Some dark horses and everything else. Right? Yeah, they it's easy easily an eight or nine team race. Right. And you're gonna look I said at, uh, as I said in varsity basketball at two or three, but you can easily name six or seven teams. T A B C two years ago in J V almost pulled off the upset over SAR that would have sent them to a semifinal game. Right. So there you go. Um, big tournaments this season. Obviously, Memphis is always big to Cooper. I'm so looking forward That's to That's November? It's the, it's the first week in November, uh, right. November 5th. Who, how many teams get invited from this area? Uh, from this area, I, I'm not exactly certain. I but think. there will be representation. Oh, absolutely. Area? I think I believe it's I believe it's five or six. Okay. I have to ch- I have to. Check. Are there any other major tournaments during the year? Oh, there are several of them. More than I can name. There's the Hausdorff tournament at Flatbush. There's a Wiener tournament. And Cooper's at the basketball, right? Cooper is there an equivalent in hockey, like a massive one in hockey that takes place, or there's no such thing? The, uh, the Martin Weiselberg. That you're you're tournament, but that's I'm, after the season. I, I'm right? kidding. I'm kidding. There, there really there are no hockey tournaments. Yeah. The, the basketball, the ones that there uh, will attract be people from around. The country i'm not going to drop the bombshell because mm. i know that i know that uh eric amkrat of flatbush has kept this under wraps for so why are you mentioning because this? it's i just want people to know that at some point over the season there will be something something interesting going on and hopefully we'll get to cover it a little bit on the court report i'm not but, in trouble now for you revealing this, oh right? i'm not revealing anything i'm not revealing anything more oh than i believe that eric amkrat of flatbush himself would not be revealing okay. but there's there will be something a little 
little hockey related as the year goes on. But no, there's no generally no tournaments in hockey. Um, I, I would believe just because of uh, how packed the season is and how much time really goes into having to put that together. And we're going to try to keep an eye on the Yeshiva College, uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees, because they, the basketball team, again, looks like they are ready to roll. Can I, can I tell you, I actually have one date circled, and unfortunately I forgot about it when scheduling my season games. Uh, I, ha- I actually have December 30th scheduled, because that's when Yeshiva University, the men's team, takes on my alma mater, NYU. Ooh! And I, I was so looking forward to going to that game, and then a couple of weeks ago, I absentmindedly scheduled a, a junior high mm. hockey game that night. So I'm going to have to just watch it on replay afterwards and Shep Nachas <laughs> that way. There you go. But I'm very much looking forward to see what Elliot Steinmetz and his core of former Yeshiva, uh, a lot of them are former, former yeah. Yeshiva League stars or players that whose names we've mentioned sure. in the, in in the Sarachek uh, sure. reports before. All right, one thing we learned from Elliot Weiselberg this morning, the 5776 Yeshiva League season is going to be a banner season, please go. Uh, thank you so much for everything. Thank you so much. For Tuesday, 7.20. Sunday night, 7 p.m. People can, on the app or on their computer or on the phone line, any way they want, they can listen. Obviously, the archive is an easy way for people to, f- to find out the, uh, the to get the information to hear the show. Don't forget the Encore on Tuesday and nights the Encore at Tuesday 7 p.m. Night as, well. as well. All sponsored by Crown Trophy. Thank right. God. Thank you, for, thank you very much for your continued uh, sponsorship and for your dedication. To thank you, Mike. League. They deserve a trophy for all their dedication. Go ahead, make one up. Let's go make, go make, (laughs) next time you're at Crown, ask them to make one up for themselves. They deserve it. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you so much, Nacho. There we go. A lot of fun here during the Yeshiva League season. We're starting it off. This morning with our preview at JMDM. 7.30 in the morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echanish Basar of Zeb, Alevi, and Esther Basar of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Rabbi Eliezer Zussman Seifer said in the name of the Dubno Magid, that there was a wealthy man who lived in a certain city. There are a lot of bad people who are always dealing in false weights. When the wealthy man's daughter became of age, he looked for someone who is an outstanding Talmud Chacham. He finally found such a young man in one of the great yeshivas. The wealthy man built a new couple a beautiful house. It had 20 rooms, filled them with the most beautiful furniture. He planted gardens in the front and in the back, and supplied them with a library filled with all the current volumes, new svarim and old svarim, from the ceiling to the floor. Then he said to his son-in-law, In case you haven't heard, the people of this city are corrupt. Don't go in their path. Distance yourself. Lock yourself in these Daladamos, in the four L's of Halacha, and it will be good for you. The son-in-law, however... He wanted to be Ma'urvim Abrius. He wanted to go and get to know the people. He loved to be with people. He said to his father-in-law, My dear father-in-law, you should know that I have the power to turn the hearts of the people in the city through great love. I will bring them back to the Derech HaYosher, to the correct path. I am sure I won't fall into their trap. They didn't agree on this, but finally the son-in-law had to accede to his father-in-law's wishes. One day, as the young man was sitting in the library, deeply immersed in his Torah studies, his father-in-law suddenly walked in, all confused and trembling. What happened, the son-in-law asked. I'm afraid today that we're going to have to skip lunch. Why, asked the Mm son-in-law. The father-in-law explained, at the time when the meat was cooking, a trafe piece of meat, a non-kosher piece of meat, 
fell into the pot. The son-in-law contemplated the problem and then said, A judge can only paskin on what his eyes see. Therefore, in order for me to codify the halacha, I have to see the pot. He went and he began to count and measure to see if there were 60 pieces in the pot. As we know, something can become botul b'shishim, annulled in 60 pieces greater. When he saw that there wasn't shishim in the pot, he had said that the meat was forbidden. The next day, the rich man once again came into his son-in-law's library room. He eagerly began to relate what had happened. He was in the marketplace. There were many people. They were cooking non-kosher for those who had come to town for the market day. As the meat was cooking, a Jewish man walked by with a piece of kosher meat and accidentally fell into one of the pots. The man began to scream and cry, What will I eat today? So the rich man said, I thought to myself, what's the problem? I looked and measured and saw there weren't 60 pieces of non-kosher meat. So I permitted the meat to be eaten by this Jew. The son-in-law said exactly the opposite. Do you think that one piece of kosher meat can kosherize a full pot of meat that isn't kosher? The father-in-law answered, that's exactly what I mean. One truly righteous person has to be very careful while trying to influence many others because always remember, influence works both ways. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
In the AM, it's of course uh, Simcha Liner, brand new from his SL2 here at JM the AM. 22 minutes before 8 o'clock in the morning, everybody. It's Thursday at JM the AM, welcoming those around the world who are tuned in at jmtheam.org and on the NSN app. Thanks so much. Love the comments on the app. Someone commented on the app, did you hear about the incredible challah bake last night and the official Guinness record of the world's largest challah? No, I did not. Someone email me info and pictures ASAP, please. <laughs> world's largest challah. That's pretty cool. Wonder how long it's going to take to eat the world's largest challah. Rabbi Baruch Chait's going to join us. There's a brand new song out there that we uh, introduced yesterday to this audience. It has been released in honor of the Shabbos Project. Let's listen to it and then the great, amazing, and incredible Rabbi Baruch Chait is going to join us from Israel coming up right here at JM in the AM. Won't you join us at the celebration of the completion of creation? Oh, won't you join us at the Slips behind the mountains And the darkness of night Begins to fall Oh, light 
J.M. and the A.M., we're dedicating that to uh, all the people that have been participating in both last night and uh, and tonight, who will participate in tonight's uh, Shabbos Chala bake-offs that are taking place, all these big baking uh, get-togethers in honor of the Shabbos project, and of course, dedicating it to every community opening their homes for the Shabbos project. It is the, um, it is the work of Rabbi Baruch Chait and his wonderful family. Uh, this brand new selection in honor of the Shabbos project and the uh, amazing Rosh Hashiva, incredible educator and my wonderful Rebbe, Rabbi Baruch Chait, is with us live via telephone. Rebbe, welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom Aleichem, my dear Talmud Reb Nachum, how are you? Baruch Hashem, everything is wonderful. You must have had the most amazing experience doing this with your sons. This really was something special that we've been dreaming about for close to two years. And you always need a hechroch to get something done. And this Shabbos is what did it, Baruch Hashem. Shabbos is a tremendous hechroch. And we've decided we're going to go in, record it, and get it finished. And even working, hopefully tonight there might be a YouTube presentation where we're just seeing that it will be able to finish on time. But Baruch Hashem, we got it. Is it your your composition or you had some help? No, I wrote this, but it took a while. (laughs) <laughs> and you always, there are so many important things that you want to make certain is packaged in a message about Shabbos. So it was revised and revised and revised. And then tried to get the kernel message of Shabbos, <coughs> the Maisa Bereshis, Briyasa Olam. Even there is a message there that we are guests in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kingdom. And we have to appreciate everything that we have and celebrate this incredible day of completion because we've been given this world to live in and that's a great great Camila Fasalman Akadish Baruch's part for us for for the world. No, not 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 that you need my uh, not that you need my uh, compliments, but that is what makes you so unique because you know, of course the message of Shabbos and all of us who are opening our homes to the project uh, are, are going to uh, you know try to convey the the peacefulness of Shabbos and the family uh, you know oriented day of Shabbos, but you incorporate into this song so many other important messages, the history, the heritage, the gift from God, going all the way back to the creation of the world. By the way, speaking of creating, uh, people are always mesmerized by the musical style that you choose for each specific song. Now, I don't know how to refer to this. I don't know if it's country or bluegrass or a variation or a combination, but why this style for this song? Well... I'll tell you, that's a very good question, and we were were deliberating. You see, this is not only a song. It's part of Mirz Hashem of a package of an album. I've been working on ideas, and I really have been thinking about it. There are a few psukim in Mishle that really connect us with the fact that that you have to try in whatever way you can to communicate and get close to Hashem. And I felt that the Pasuk also in Perak Gimel of Mishnah, Kabe Hashem Mehonecha. In any way that you can, any gift, any idea that you might have, think about it carefully. The Rambam Mishmona Prakim says, explains the Gemara and Brachas, that if you really commit and you really think it's Hashem Shemaim, it'll work. It really will be Hashem Shemaim. And it is a little untraditional, un, uh, this style. But to go back to something that com- can communicate to college kids, to people who are not necessarily associated, a simple emistic message, truth, simplicity, and tamimus. 
I think that that was the thing that we came up with, and we have about nine other songs that I think will be packaged in Mirza Shembekarov in a way that we can feel that we're really doing something that's just not entertainment. It's not a song that will be the typical ones from the past that you can sing at Shalashudas, sing at a Malava Malka, a dance at a wedding, but it's something to really think about, be inspired about, and take home and listen and inculcate it into a neshama. Baray Baruch Chait is with us from Israel. Yeah, but I see possibly, especially if you make the lyrics known to everybody, if you start posting them on social media and getting the word around, and I'd love to see the lyrics, I see people singing this song tomorrow night. I see them, you know, with a little bit of a choir at the table or with a group of people. I could see people getting into this song as early as tomorrow night. I think you're right, particularly the chorus. Yeah. The chorus should light the Shabbos candle and has just the idea of bringing light into your home. That's really this, the Indian of Shalom Bias. And then it's the light of love into your heart, a light that is really bringing peace into the world and something that's going to be deep, deep, deep message into an ashama, into your soul. Yeah, I caught that, by the way, because obviously only a percentage of our people, in fact, light a Shabbos candle, but I think the message is that we're all really lighting a Shabbos candle. Right, and there are different ways to light a Shabbos yeah, candle. Exactly. Sometimes you light up your neshama, that candle there is a neshama, yeah. right? So that's also a light, and hopefully those neshamas lasting forever will be really inspired and connected. Any way you can send those those lyrics so we can start distributing it around the world? <laughs> we can. I can, Amir Tashem, have them typed up maybe where I'm here right in the yeshiva at 3 o'clock, I give a shear. <laughs> so I will maybe ask the secretary... And if you have an email that I can send it to you, Nachum? Oh, yes, I'll give you that, and please, are you kidding? I, I think, by the way, you know, the, the singing of the song notwithstanding, just the ability tomorrow night to sit with the lyrics and explain to those not familiar with Shabbos all the different references you have, I think that can go a tremendously long way. You're right. It's sort of a marmacomos kind of a <laughs> exactly <laughs> because you have so there's so much there's so much material in this in this five minute song. It's incredible. Rabbi Baruch Chait, light a Shabbos candle. It's released specifically to uh, enhance everyone's Shabbos project, Shabbos around the world. Um, look, you know, we don't have you on the air often enough. Uh, to discuss music in general, so I'll use the opportunity right now. Is there a way to explain, you've been doing this so many decades, the Rabbi's Sons made such an impact on the Jewish world in terms of the, uh, in, in terms of music's uh, effect on people and their Yiddishkeit, on their Jewish observance. Is there a way to explain it? Is there a way to put it into words why this song already is going straight to the collective heart of the Jewish community? Well, on one hand, it's an unusual kind of a chiddush, something new in terms of its style, in terms of its uh, message. And I think that, uh, like anything and everything else, uh, my Rosh Hashivas Atzal, her of uh, Leibowitz from the Chavetz Chaim, used to say, even a good svara in a tosis needs a good friend mm. to accept it. So you need friends out there to hear a new niggin, uh, and it needs a certain mazel, a certain atzloch of siyata d'shmaya, but you try as best as you can to come up with something that you think and feel people will relate to. And I think the people who are already thinking about getting involved in the Shabbos project want to know more about it. And this is sort of the limited few minutes that we have 
and nothing is more powerful. It's the language of the neshama music that will be merely plugging in all the way deep, deep down. I hope it's going to work. Oh, I have a feeling it will. I know you have to go in a couple of minutes because you are giving shear, and that's your primary task every day, of course, is to lead your amazing yeshiva. How is the yeshiva going? Uh, talk about an institution that made an impact in Israel years and years ago. Um, we, we don't hear as much about the yeshiva these days. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because sometimes it's good. It's both. <laughs> we have a wonderful, wonderful group of Talmidim that graduate and they continue on, and the, the basic ideal is to give to Klai Yisrael in some shape and form. They shouldn't be involved just in themselves, in their own parnas and what they get, but a little bit of an understanding of true Torah values that somehow can disseminate Torah in general. We are now, after close to 30 years, starting a major project of Nochem, of building a dining room. Wow. And we have some close friends. Mir Tzashem will hopefully help us out. It's something that we could not do for a while because things change here with permits and so on. After two and a half years of hard work, Baruch Hashem, I think we're ready by Hanukkah. This is the area of Modi'in that we're we're, uh, right. we're located in, and Modi'in is the place of the Nisim for Hanukkah. Yeah. That's where it all happens. So we hope we'll have another, uh, at least part part Ness here, and we were doing it with Shtadlis. Otherwise, Baruch Hashem, we have a beautiful base medrash and a beautiful dormitory, thanks to close, close friends. And the Mir Tashem hope to continue producing Talmidim like yourself <laughs> and others that are really contributing to Kali so in so many different and ways. You, and you know what I meant, but just so the audience understands, when, when you first started uh, in a very positive way, uh, you made such an impact on Jewish education in Israel, and it was not uh, completely accepted by everybody. So that, that's what I was alluding to. Better to stay, right. better to stay right. out well, of I think by now, the one who really gave me tremendous, tremendous strength was Rav Chaim Pinchas Scheinberg, and he told me, Rav this is what you're mechuyiv to do. Wow. And I just found recently a tape, a recording, it was a tape in those days, to over 20 years ago, when the, the great tzadik, Rav Shleim Zalman Arbach, I asked him for a bracha about the yeshiva, he said, Tamshich, Tatsliach, the Hashem Itcha, Hashem should be with you. And he gave me continuous strength to continue in spite of people that saw these things somewhat differently. And I felt that my obligation was to follow the gedolim that I found that were guiding me. And, you know, everything has uh, in Klayosel some type of what we call hisnagdut. There's no chiddush. There's, you know, it says chodesh is us in There's something new, something different. But with the support of Baruch Hashem gedolim like this, we found tremendous success. Blair and I know, I know Shear starts in a minute or two, but just indulge me for a second. There's so many Rabbi Sons fans out there, people who remember you from, uh, from the world of music that just are so indebted to you. Uh, we're all curious about the next generation. Do, do you have superstar musicians and composers among the next generation of Chates? This album, we got my son Yossi. Yossi Chait is, uh, bar, also, doing some harmonies, also playing incredible guitar. My son, Dove Dove, who is really a whiz in about ten instruments. And my son, Eliyahu, who is also contributing with playing and with Mir Tashem in the group with singing and harmonies and so on. And it's not like we called originally the rabbi's sons, but the rabbi and his sons. <laughs> I love, it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I we're going to be enjoying the Shabbos uh, light, a Shabbos candle single for quite a while, Rabbi Shade. Yeshikach. Great. 
And Thank you very much, Mubnachem, because you've been a tremendous assistance in really spreading out music to Klai Yisrael and very, very significant, meaningful today. The power of the Neshama, Rachmana Libaboy, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the Neshama, wants the soul, wants the heart, and that's what it really just comes from. Oh, big yashakach to you, and uh, best... All right, so, yeah, Nachum, if you get me that email, I'll be happy to send you out the lyrics oh, as soon as we can. For sure, and, 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 I'm sorry, but every day we try to connect with at least one person in Israel. I cannot let this conversation end without you telling us just for a moment that our brothers and sisters in Israel, you among them, are going through a tense and difficult time, and as much as we want to remind everybody how important it is to continue to travel to Israel and support Israel, we also can't forget the challenging times that are happening in the Holy Land at the moment. That is very, very true, and it reminds me of the song that I taught to the soldiers in Egypt and in Syria when we went out, when we were out after the Yom Kippur War, and that we have to sing strongly again, we have to have this is not their first experience in war or hatred or murders. And uh, we have to have Kalach from Shemaim that our place is here. It's been our gift, our heritage, and our responsibility to continue. That's our Achiv. That's our Achayiv. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Mabnachem. Hashem should give you Kalach to continue your great work. Amen. Rabbi Baruch Chait, the amazing and incredible. My Rebbe, Rabbi Baruch Chait, this is a brand new selection which will inspire more and more people to the incredible day of Shabbos, and you are listening to JM in the AM. Love into your heart, bring peace into the world, a burning fire. In your soul, in your soul. Well, six days a week, the sweat drips down my cheek, my aching body. Oh, it's tired. I feel small. Well, six days a week, my troubled mind is weak. Light a Shabbos candle. The rabbi and his sons, Rabbi Baruch Chait and company out of Israel, amazing. So glad he was able to join us this morning. Always has such incredible words of inspiration. And his music is as inspiring as ever. Thursday morning, 8 o'clock in the morning on a uh, Thursday. By the way, I, speaking of Israel, I noticed that Yishai Fleischer, who continues to post some amazing things on Facebook, I want to thank him for joining us earlier this week here at JMNAM. 
Uh, he mentioned on, um, and usually I'm not one to just randomly announce these crowdfunding campaigns, although I'm sure all of them are great. But when when it's a recommendation that comes from him, I take it very seriously. And he says that uh, Josh Wander has put together a campaign to buy quick clot bandages, which contain a hemostatic agent which rapidly stops blood loss, obviously necessary in knife attacks. And the, um, the um, what's the word? The first responders, many of the first responders in Israel do not have these. And obviously, that's a very immediate and effective way to help. So they've already raised sixty-three hundred dollars for the ten grand they're looking for. Uh, if you go to the GoFundMe page, you can just look for Quick Clot. It's called Quick Clot. One word: Quick Clot. Quick Clot for Israel terror victims. They're at sixty-three hundred dollars out of ten thousand. And um, again, very simple. It's it's an extremely important uh, uh, um, item. For an average medic in Israel to have, but it's very expensive, and they have this crowdfunding campaign to try to raise money for it. So you could search and check that out. I want to remind everybody what an amazing day on our stream at jmnam.org on the Nahum Siegel Network. We go today into our uh, brand new format for the nine o'clock hour. The uh, brand new format for the uh, nine o'clock hour means that uh, coming up. At 9 o'clock, the boardroom is a 30-minute show with Charlie Harari, a more comprehensive program featuring an in-depth look at the power of bias in life and the workplace. 9.30, spin class with Michael Fragan moves into its new time slot, discussing the government investigation into the lack of secular studies in Hasidic yeshivas with Amy Sarah Clark of the Jewish Week, and whether APAC is irrelevant in the wake of losing on the Iran deal. Jeff Balaban's going to join Michael Fragan on that. So an amazing first hour after JM and the AM. Then an amazing second hour when Jew in the City, Allison Joseph, speaks to a rabbi who goes to Comic-Con. Rabbi Jack Abramowitz uh, is a guest of a Jew in the City, Allison Joseph. And Pop Chassid's and Hevra founder, Elad Naharai, on being an out-of-the-box Orthodox Jew. That's all happening with Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Joseph's at 10 o'clock. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach is going to be a uh, repeat episode from la- one of last year's Team Yachad previews. So we'll have that between 10.30 and 11. And then uh, Mayor Fertig is going to join us in the studio for the live stunt show with great Jewish music starting at 1 o'clock after the live lunch. So we have an amazing... Oh, and Lenny Solomon is in the Throwback Thursday. Lenny, who's about to embark on a brand-new tour here, is on our Throwback Thursday show uh, going back to October of 2003. So a big day on our stream at jmnam.org on the NSN app. You can comment on the app all day long as things are happening, and we hope you will. 8.03 in the morning on a Thursday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Hello, <laughs> 
Introduced to us by the uh, folks in the Waterbury Yeshiva. Hold on. Before that, Michael Nadata, brand new with a song called Yadati off of the album Ana Hashem. You heard David Schlüsselberg, brand new with a song entitled V'chol, off of his Shema Koleinu offering. 13 minutes after 8 o'clock in the morning, it's Thursday at JM in the AM. Tomorrow, we get a chance to discuss 
Everything. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about tomorrow. It's the uh, weekly update tomorrow starting at about 7.40. Malcolm Holmline will join us, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll be with us tomorrow morning at about 7.40. I'll have a chance to ask him about the events of this week and what's going on in this crazy world of ours, which, thank God, continues to uh, exist even a week later. And uh, we'll do that uh, tomorrow morning at 7.40 right here at uh, JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in all day long. Great programming on our stream at jmtheam.org. Don't forget our community calendar section at jmtheam.org. Has a whole bunch of information about events going on around the world in different communities, especially those here in the New York, New Jersey area. Shabbos project well underway. By the way, someone tried to email us a video. Supposedly there is a video of an announcement by Guinness of a world record breaking challah. But we clicked on the link and uh, the content was not available. So if anybody out there has photos or any type of, I don't know, release, announcement, information regarding supposedly the world's largest challah, which was baked yesterday, then please let us know. Would very much like to know. And uh, appropriately wish Mazel Tov to those responsible for it. A lot of people with events last night. A lot of people with events and communities with events tonight in terms of challah baking. And, of course, many people participating in the Shabbos project on this Shabbos Parshas Lechachas. Kudos to everybody who's doing so. A week from today, the uh, yard side of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. We hope to dominate the morning with his music as we have established as a tradition here at JM and the AM. Uh, so we'll have that for you next uh, week, Thursday morning. And all through the 24 hours of Kalbach, which will be happening from Wednesday night through Thursday afternoon on our stream. We're, we're very creative. I want to thank Avrami, who um, found for next Thursday a throwback Thursday of one of our Kalbach specials that took place years ago. So we're going to be doing that in the throwback Thursday slot. So we're going to try to have as much original and, uh, and if needed, repetitive uh, programming. Uh, regarding the music of Rav Shlomo Kalbach as possible in the 24 hours of Kalbach uh, next week, starting on Wednesday night at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Quarter after 8 o'clock, 56 degrees, partly cloudy with a high of 77. A song that Mark Zamek reminded me is perfect for this uh, this week's Parsha. It's Gershon Varoba and Sam Glazer together at JM in the AM.
There's not a single thing your dreams cannot delay. 
כל אדם מחפש מקומות לנופים חדשים בעולם. רוחוצי יבשות וימים במסע של הנפש לשם. על כנפי מחוזות הדמיון הוא מחזיק בספינה אל הים, אך בסוף זה הלב, הלב שמוביל, מוביל אותנו לשם. כל הדרכים השלילים, הכבישים, השלטים, מובילים לירושלים. כל התפילות, הטמעות, בקשות, מחשבות, מובילות לירושלים. כל השירים, פיוטים, מזמורים, סיפורים, כולם לירושלים, ירושלים, שב Thank 
Shabbat, Simcha Vetzola. Shir le Shabbat Boi Kala Shalom Aleichem Malachei Hasharet I'll 
And the road ahead is paved with possibility, laughter and smiles. When I'm with you, I'm soaring high and free. When you're in my world, I believe in me. I look into your eyes and see that I can be stronger, I can be braver, I can be, I can be anything, anything I wanna be, oh, anything I wanna be. I have the power, I have the courage, I am a hero. Everything I need is inside of me, is inside of me. It's Yaakov Shweki and I Can Be. Before that, Yoel Sharabi with Shalom Aleichem. Yerushalayim Balev, done by Avram or Avram Fried, that great single. Gershon Varoba and Sam Glazer together with Across the River. I want to thank Mark Zamek for reminding me that that's the perfect song for this uh, almost Erev Shabbos, Parshas Lachacha. By the way, speaking of Erev Shabbos, apparently tonight at the Rockley Country Club under the uh, Weezo uh, umbrella, 
There will be over 1,200 people at their Chalabake and apparently close to 150 more at the Kushner School in Livingston, New Jersey. Amazing what people are doing in advance of the Shabbos Project and obviously the Shabbos Project itself. Just incredible. So thank you. We're getting some amazing comments on the app this morning. Someone wants me to play Lech Lecha from... Um, from Jonathan Schoenfeld, and I cannot find the song. Anybody out there who knows which uh, CD it's on, let me know. I don't know why I uh, can't place it at the moment. Uh, and then someone asked us for information about how to contribute to the Quick Clot Fund. I told you that Yishai Fleischer posted that. It's a GoFundMe uh, campaign for uh, Quick Clot Clots, literally so that first responders in Israel have what they need uh, to help if there is a stabbing near them and they are the first on the scene. I'll try to dig that out again and give you the exact information. If you go to the GoFundMe page, I believe all you have to do is search Quick Clot. It's one word, Q-U-I-C-K-C-L-O-T, and I believe it'll uh, come up. Oh, and this listener writes, happy anniversary to you and Stacy. I'm telling you, there are a couple of, a handful of people that are makbid to contact us on the 9th of Mar Cheshvan to wish us a happy anniversary. Otherwise, everybody else is going on the, the regular or secular calendar. 25 minutes before 9 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. Well, we try to encourage travel to Israel at this time. We try to encourage solidarity with Israel at this time. In fact, this is a good time, as I introduce our guest, to mention that the AFSI organization is having a Chizuk mission to Israel, which I, which might be sold out already, by the way. That's how uh, anxious people are to get there. It starts on the 4th of November, so a big shout-out to AFSI. Uh, but, of course, before any of us get there for solidarity missions, who's one of the first to be there in these types of situations? New York State Assemblyman Dove Hyken. He's already back from his solidarity mission. Could tell us what uh, what he saw and what he experienced with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Always a pleasure to welcome him to these airwaves. New York State Assemblyman Dove Heikend, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Uh, again, uh, you know, last week, uh, you know, I, I'm losing track of time, but last <laughs> Tuesday morning I was not planning to go anywhere, and something happened that day that uh, whatever it was, I sort of confronted myself saying, what am I doing? It's always that question that every person has to ask. When there's a crisis for the Jewish people, when one part of the Jewish people is going through difficulty, it's the opportunity for the rest of Claudius Roll, the rest of the Jewish people, to say, what am I going to do? Yeah. And for me, the very least I could do is uh, get on a plane with some people and go to Jerusalem. Uh, I spent four days uh, not meeting with any government people. That's uh, something I told my people I was not interested in. I walked the streets. From the moment we got to Jerusalem last Thursday morning at 6.30, we walked, headed to the Kotel, walked through uh, the Arab quarter, uh, you know, being careful, being smart, a lot of security, and just being there and greeting Nachum. I can't tell you what it was like Friday afternoon walking through Gula, meeting all those yeshiva boys. And and the excitement of, of American kids when they met me and saw that here's someone who's coming in solidarity, nothing else, visiting yeshivas, visiting those who had been wounded at Chariot Sedek Hospital. I mean, it was on and on and on. And i got to tell you, Nachum, that at the end of the day, I, you know, my motive was to give a little chizuk, to do my little part, uh, as all of us need to do. 
I got to tell you, Nachum, I got a lot more chizik than I gave. People oh. are just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and you, it is a difficult situation. Th- this is something and everyone has to step to the plate th- and do something. This is something you say every time about the strength and the uh, incredible burst of uh, of Jewish energy that you get when you go on these missions. Uh, and walking through Gula on a Friday, I bet you met a lot of your constituents. That's just <laughs> that, that's just a song. I, 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 I met yeah, I, I met kids from from every single neighborhood, not only my own neighbors, but from all over. I actually visited some yeshivas and by Vagan spoke to the entire school. And again, you know, the message is the same. Klal Yisrael is one, and we have to be there for each other. So my message to everyone that is listening today, if you have planned a trip, don't, God forbid, cancel it. And, you know, at this moment, if you were to go to Israel, and, yeah, you, you know, I'm not going to tell you that you don't have to be very careful. You, it's it's a scary situation when you walk down the street in Nachum. I, I never in all of the trips that I've taken to Israel, and you know I've been there during all the difficult times, mm-hmm. but, you know, when you, when you think of someone next to you or someone who lives around the corner or someone who's coming toward you, might pull out a knife at the very last moment and come towards you to kill you, to stab you, to murder a Jew. That's what it's all about. So it's a scary thought, but we cannot be scared. That's exactly what the terrorists want, and that's giving them an additional victory. So four days, we never stopped walking. Never stop walking. Uh, and by the way, one of the amazing things that happened, I just want to share with you, on Friday night we walked to the Kotel the second time, again, through the Arab ship, going and coming. And someone came over to me uh, who identified himself. You know, he thanked me for being in Israel. He, he called himself a lone soldier. Lone soldiers are individuals who join the Israeli army, and they have no family. They have no one except each other. And the, and, and the guy points to a minion. I was looking for a minion for Mincha. It was rather late. And there were 50 young people, some of them with long pay, some of them, you know, a real mixed group of Jews. And I joined that minion. They were all lone soldiers. Wow. When it was over, I said to them, and this is Friday night, this is on Shabbos, I said, what can I do? You know, I want to do something. You know, it's nice to say hello and give a hug. The next thing I knew... I had, I was sponsoring. I told them that Friday night, can we do a barbecue? They they had done one a week before. Well, after Mitzvah Shabbos, 9 o'clock, I sponsored a Malva Malka Kumsitz barbecue. And Nachum, I wish you had been sitting there. You would have, <laughs> oh, you, you would have been flying. I would have loved it. 150 lone soldiers. Oh. The dancing, the singing. And we had a barbecue that I sponsored. I never, I, ne- I didn't dream that, you know, you couldn't plan this kind of stuff, but Hashem gave me this chus, and now I have a relationship with these guys. These are beautiful souls. I met, I met soldiers from Barabark, from <laughs> Flatbush, from Muncie, from Lakewood, and every other neighborhood you can think of in the United States. Wow. Unbelievable. So everyone out there, you gotta do something. You can't just fetch, you can't just say, oh, you never, you gotta figure out what your rabbi is gonna do, your rub is gonna do, but everyone has to get involved during this difficult time. Assemblyman Dove Hyken is with us. Now I understand why this didn't turn out to be one of your uh, 40 or 50 uh, person missions, because you basically decided on the spot we're heading out and, and you went to the plane and you headed out to Israel. Nachum, I had difficulty when, when I said I'm going, uh, 
it, it was sort of, it was last minute. I said, <laughs> I'm going. And once I said I was going, it was in my blood. You know, yeah. half hour before I wasn't oh, dreaming yeah. of going. And oh, when I decided yeah. that I was going to do it, I had to go. So you're right. Oh. It was the five of us who, uh, we managed to get those tickets. It was not easy. We paid a lot of money. But you know what? It, that's what it's all about. It's a simple concept. It's being there for your fellow Jews. That's all it is. It's not about saving the world. It's about doing your hishtadlis, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu does his part. But every single Jew, everyone listening, figure out. Go to your rub, go to your leader, go to your family. What am I going to do right now during this very difficult time for Klal Yisrael? Amazing. Dove, inspirational as usual. Thank you so much for joining us, and call like a vote for what you've done. Thank you so much, Nachum, always. There he is, New York State Assemblyman Dove Hyken. Great message, a message we continue to preach here. I hope everybody uh, takes it to heart and certainly considers, seriously considering keeping those trips on your calendar. That's something he emphasized. Uh, but also getting there as soon as possible to show solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Israel. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. Oh, my God. 
J.M. and the A.M. Shlomo Simcha. With that great Kalbach tune, it reminds me that a week from today, it's the art side of Shlomo Kalbach. We'll have the 24 hours of Kalbach for you at jmtheam.org. And, of course, on the NSN app. 8 minutes before 9 o'clock on this Thursday morning. Don't forget amazing programming all day long on our stream. Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock, just minutes from now in the boardroom, is going to be speaking about the topic of bias. That's going to be his topic uh, coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Charlie in a new 30-minute format, a tighter and more comprehensive show uh, that's going to be taking place called The Boardroom, as you know, and that's... Um, and that's happening every single Thursday starting at 9 a.m. At 9.30, it's Spin Class. I am so happy that Michael Fragan is back with Spin Class. New time slot, 9.30 Thursday mornings. In the 30 minutes today, he'll have a uh, discussion with Amy Sarah Clark of the Jewish Week on the investigation into lack of secular studies in Hasidic yeshivas. And he'll also speak to Jeff Balaban about APAC. Is APAC irrelevant in the wake of losing on the Iran deal? 10 o'clock, it's Allison Joseph's Jew in the City Speaks with the Jack Abramowitz, a rabbi who goes to Comic-Con, and Pop Chassid and Chevra founder Elad Nahorai on being an out-of-the-box Orthodox Jew. Uh, that's Life of Miriam Al-Wallach. We'll go back to an episode from last year before Team Yachad embarked on the Miami Marathon. I'll have the live lunch until 1 o'clock, and the stun show with Mayor Furtig doing great music happens live from our studio in Manhattan between 1 and 2 p.m. today. So stay in touch with us all through the day, jmnam.org, on the NSN app, and you'll hear some great programming as you go through your day. Simple as that. There were 2,500 people at the Brooklyn Bake last night for the Shabbos Project? Wow. Who is this that sent me this? Just checking if I know this emailer or not. Um, no. Wow. Uh, on our app, you could see it. It's one of the comments, which will be up there for the next six, seven minutes till the show ends. Um, that's pretty amazing, 2,500 people. By the way, uh, I mentioned earlier about the Quick Clot GoFundMe campaign. So if you go to the GoFundMe.com page, GoFundMe.com, um, there is a, there's a heading. Uh, put up by a gentleman on October the 13th named Joshua Wander, W-A-N-D-E-R, and it's called Quick Clot for Israel Terror Victims. Q-U-I-C-K-C-L-O-T for Israel Terror Victims. I assume that's the way to do it, to go to that uh, site and search that way, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to join in on that crowdfunding campaign. Six minutes before 9 o'clock, it's JM and the AM as we continue with the one and only Yehuda Green.
J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Yehuda Green. Before I wrap up, got to say Mazel Tov to Shimon Lefkowitz and all the other New York Mets in our audience. <laughs> That's right, Robert Katz. He gets a big shout-out as well. The New York Mets are in the World Series. It would be wrong after all the ribbing, after all the fun we've had, especially with Shimon on the air all these years. It would be unfair for me not to wish him a very... Uh, special Mazel Tov. So to all the Met fans, enjoy it. Achenu Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 and the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a great Thursday. Coming up next, Charlie Harari. Go to jmtheam.org or the NSN app and enjoy his presentation of the boardroom. Michael Fragan will have an amazing 30 minutes on politics after that. Then Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, speaks with her great guest, Miriam Alwalek, with a Team Yachad preview. Uh, I'll be on starting at 11 with a live lunch. Mayor Fertig at 1 o'clock. A full day for you on our network, on our stream, on our amazing NSN app. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.